What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I'm sitting with the VP of Marketing from Movable Inc., Jessica Vogel. This is a cool conversation about really pivoting and how they pivoted from their marketing strategy, which was mostly centered around events, to then doing really great online events that had unique experiences and were super inclusive. So this was a fun conversation, really talk about how they pivoted and how their strategy is going to adjust moving forward at Movable Inc. But before we get into that, as always, the show is brought to you by us over here, Cave Social. Yeah, we're an agency, marketing agency. We help companies. We create social media strategies, content, uh, manage paid campaigns. So if you're feeling like you need some help on the social side or you're evaluating agencies, head over to cavesocial.com, hit the contact us. We'd love to, we'd love to chat. Cool. Well, now let's sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing podcast. Today, we are welcoming the Vice President of Marketing at Movable Inc., Jessica Vogel. Jessica, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, Jordan. Thanks for having me. So we talked a little bit off air about you know how you all handled COVID, adjusted, switched from events to virtual events, and I want to get into that. But before we do, I want to hear your story. How did you find your way... Uh, into marketing and then your position at Movable Inc.? So I think I kind of tripped into marketing. It was a very happy accident. I studied economics at Boston College. I was very interested in the financial markets, using math and numbers and understanding how that worked. But I also really wanted to figure out how I could apply creativity. So when I was in college, and actually, as I graduated, I interned and then worked full time for a software company called themarkets.com. So that was an investment research company. It was really my first foray into marketing. I never studied it in college. But it was something that I got to learn on the job. This was I want to say almost 15 years ago at this point, uh, maybe a little bit less. So marketing looked very different than it does now. We didn't have any marketing automation platforms. We thought we were very clever when we mail merged a first name or a forward in Outlook. Mm -hmm. But we did get the opportunity to try a lot of different things, did a lot of gifting and things that today are called account-based marketing that, you know, back then that was just one of the things we had in our toolkit. After I was at the markets, we were acquired by a larger company. And so I decided to move on to a company called Second Market, which really blended that venture-backed startup com- like culture with financial services. And then after Second Market, you know, I held a number of roles at also growth stage series A or B companies. And then I joined Movable Inc. A little bit over six years ago. So I started at Movable running product marketing and really took on a number of different functions. My role evolved and now I lead the global marketing team. Very cool. Yeah, it's interesting to see the backgrounds of everyone and how they find their ways into, you know, leadership positions and coming from an econ background where you have to look at money, but also the psychology of money and why people make certain decisions. And, you know, I remember sitting in econ classes and just like understanding concepts of elasticity, for instance, and you're like, oh, this is like, okay, this directly ties into things now when you go to make a product set or go to market a a new launch and understanding where do we fit in the market and how can I draw back on some of that, you know, learning and and push things forward. So I think that's super Mm -hmm. cool. Now, one of the things we talked about before we started recording that you said at Movable Inc, events were your bread and butter pre-COVID, were where you went, you probably were hitting your stride. Okay, March 2020 comes, hits the world in the face, and you got to pivot. Walk me through 
what you all did, yeah, to, to really make up for that loss of events? Yeah. So I think as I shared, events was one of our biggest budget line items. And also we have a three-person full-time events team who's phenomenal. We've really had a very comprehensive hosted events program that we were in, I think, seven countries in the year or two before everything shut down with our own events. I think there was a couple of things that turned out to be silver lining. So one, I have a really great demand generation team, client marketing, partner marketing, et cetera, where it became a lot more important that we made sure that we were executing really well within our digital channels and that all of those different marketing functions had a seat at the table in the campaigns that we were running. So that was one way that you know I was really impressed by how much the team flexed that muscle last year. And then we also, from the events perspective, really shifted to hosting virtual events. I think we canceled our last event the day of on March 12th, 2020. And within two or three weeks, we had spun up our first virtual event experience. I think they have started to become more common now, things like wine and cheese tasting, etc. But our events team did a really great job of making sure that we could replicate that in-person experience as closely as we could. I love it. And it's like two things that are really cool there, right? You said it brought the team together, one. But then two, it also brought the best out of the team where, hey, and I think people aren't, you know, they understand like, oh, my job was events before. There's no more events for me to like continue having the job like realistically like we got to find something else that adds value to the company and can do so and pivot in a way that like also adds value to customers brands etc and okay how do we make an online event work and how do we differentiate it too from you know we're talking like the webinars and just like how do we make this special i think one of the things that was really interesting you said is like doing the game nights and adding in not only the learning component which is so so essential and is the backbone of the event, but the social components too. Um, Absolutely. And I think like, yeah, touch on some of the things that you all did from like adding in social components to events, because I think that's where listeners could really benefit from thinking about, you know, how maybe they're approaching their own their own events. Yeah. So I think we have a couple of different series that we'd run some that we would typically do, you know, something at a brewery or tours of factories or cheese tastings, a different experience. We also had an executive level event that in the past had, we've taken them to you know the Porsche driving experience and Indochino to do custom blazers and just a lot of different, really more premium, fun, experiential things. So I think, as you said, the social aspect is something that's really missing from a lot of events both from the idea of like the fun, surprise and delight experiential, but also actually making connections between people. I hate to say I haven't gone to a ton of virtual events that I think really nailed the networking perspective. And I pride myself and, you know, that I think my team's done a good job of making sure that we're trying to set things up so that people can actually make connections and have, you know, honest conversations thinking about how we optimize for size and optimize for time. And then after that, um, we've done things like custom, uh, I think, cologne and perfume experiences, beer trivia. Um, We really try to make sure we're using local businesses when we do regional events, especially those that might have suffered due to COVID. We have one vendor who we work with that actually does chocolate, wine, and musicians who are kind of playing through as you're tasting different things. One of the things that we try to do is also make those experiences very inclusive. So 
if you're a non-drinker or you don't eat cheese because you're vegan or you know any of these reasons that you might not be able to participate, having an alternate experience that feels like you're still part of it too, I think is something that's that's really important and people have appreciated. I love it. I love this idea or th- the ideas of, okay, we're really going to focus on the guest experience. And then two, we're going to think of, we're going to be empathetic, right? And we're going to be empathetic to the situation that people are at home. They haven't had been to a networking event in a year. Let's not waste their time. Let's make it fun. Let's make it interesting. Let's give them something that's really memorable because one, it's going to make their just like day to day better, but two, it's going to leave a, a really positive brand impression. And when it comes to when people think about, oh, movable inks throwing an event, well, when the minute this all opens up and everything, if I like the online event, I know I'm going to like that in person <laughs> event, yes. right? Now, what I'm interested in hearing is as we look at two things starting to open up and events maybe being on the table 2022, do you think now online events are going to be part of the playbook? moving forward, regardless of, uh, of doing the in-persons? Yeah, I absolutely do. You know, obviously you can't ever replicate the excitement and the energy in the room of an in-person event, but there's a couple of event series that we've started, you know, one tied to marketing a new product offering and one that's tied to a new class of clients. So every other month when we onboard new clients, we actually created this event experience where they can get together Um, I think those are the exact type of events where people might be spread all over the country or all over the world. And that's a perfect event that can remain online. I think that there's other regional events or our large conferences, which we're super excited to get back to doing in person. But I personally think that our strategy going forward is definitely going to be a blend between those different types. I love it. I love to see that innovation and it comes back. It's like, it's ultimately more inclusive too, where if somebody who lives in a, has to be, can't come to a physical event because of something in their family, maybe, you know, let's say they just had a kid or something, they can still participate. And even, you know, post COVID can still get those experiences that are positive with the brand and really, Mm -hmm. you know, learn and all of those things from, you know, from their house. So I, I think that's awesome. And I think it goes back to what you said around empathy. It's really kind of, if you create content and you create experiences for different people in different formats, then you really do have something for everyone. And, you know, that's one of the things that we think about for virtual events now too, of kind of being conscious of time. People might have kids, people, you know, may want this to be at the tail end of their day versus the morning. So I think if you can apply that empathy and kind of let people consume content and interact with your brand on their terms, then you're more likely to have that positive interaction too. It's so true and spot on. Now, moving on a little bit, I want to talk about, before we get out of here, talk about Movable Inc. What do you all do? What's the elevator pitch for those listening? Sure. So the way that I talk about Movable Inc. is we say people don't experience data, they experience content. So as marketers, we have access to, you know, 15 to 20 to 30 different sets of data and tools with information on our customers. But really, at the end of the day, all that they are seeing is that personalized experience at the end of it. So Movable started as an email marketing company where we were personalizing based on your location, your device, which color sweater you purchased last And in the 10 years that we've been in existence, have really turned into a personalization engine that works in a number of different channels. 
So email is still our bread and butter, but we also now work in mobile push messaging and then evaluating other channels that we can add in as well. We work with, I think, over 700, 750 of the world's largest consumer brands, um, many of whom I'm sure you would know and recognize, and you probably are getting link content and not even knowing it. So, you know, my team's role has really been to just help grow that client base and also deepen our relationships and inspire them to do more with our product. I love it. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you start to get into the data world and understanding, okay, like you said, people don't like data, they like content, they like the stories, how can we use the data to amplify or get those stories into the right position? Very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, before I let you go and let you get out of here, where can people connect with you online and learn more about Movable Inc.? Yeah, so you can visit our site, Movable Inc. I will call out that it's M-O-V-A-B-L-E. You wouldn't believe how many people we have spell movable with an E after move. So we just want to plug that. Um, our site, you can listen to our own podcast that we have, which interviews some of our clients, view some examples of the great ways that our clients have used our product, and then also just learn more about the events that we have coming up and perhaps take part in one of them. Amazing. And I will put links to that in the show notes so you all can go right. check out the podcast, check out Movable Inc.'s website. You won't have to worry about spelling it. If you just click the link in your show notes, you can head there right you over go. there. This is the future. Um, <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, this was great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, everybody. That's it for this show. As always, uh, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Oh.